You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the latest episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's Big Chris Newton. You know, we toyed with the idea of calling this the Jamie D Big Newt podcast and comedy extravaganza. That doesn't have as much of a ring, does it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Anyway, that, that over there, that that's Big Newt. And we're talking this week about the very fresh roster cuts that are still trickling in at the time of recording here. But Big Newt. We've got to go back to last week's topic, and I got to find out how Beyonce was. Man, it was it was an amazing show. It was like I described it, though. I mean, I really questioned my parenthood, my parenting, because I don't know if it was kids friendly because of the, not her because of the crowd. So Simone is how old? Sixteen. Okay. Yeah, and my boy, uh, Jay Will, he brought his daughter. She turned 15. Her birthday was yesterday also. Oh, um, cool. Well, Sunday. We share the same birthday. And so uh, she's 15, and I was like, man, it was like it was dudes walking around with just thongs on. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> like, and, and I guess I didn't realize this until afterwards. I didn't realize how much Beyonce has become, like, the queen of the, like, the drag queens. Uh-huh. And that's not like my opinion. Like she had a portion of her show where, like you know, guys dressed up as women and stuff, and heels and up was out there dancing and stuff. So I didn't know that until after the fact, which is fine. I mean, like I said, it was still an amazing show. It was just like I said, the crowd—they were wearing inappropriate it, things. It was a little adult oriented for a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, I feel, even though even though I know Simone's mature, it's just I felt weird doing it. It was like, like it was a woman sitting next to me. She was big as me, dude. And she had on like chaps with just underwear. <laughs> Lizzo and, style. Yeah, right. And that's why I said Lizzo has given the big women like, yeah, go out there and do your thing, sister. And I was just like, oh boy. Like, and she just had like a bra on. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey. So, yeah. But here's the thing. I I feel like by 16... Simone has seen all of that. She's been to the beach. The kids dress similar to that. Now they wear, they do wear more than undergarments as outerwear, but there's mm-hmm. a fine line these days between what they wear, uh, you know, when they're hanging out with their friends and underwear. Yes. And I she's just, mature. She can handle it. And like I said, I guess I just, it's certain points in parenthood. It's like markers. Like I remember, okay, when I used to coach Simone's team, right? And I used to play kids bop. And then, like, you know what I'm saying? So, at a certain age, they'd be like, Dad, why are you playing kids, Bob? That's lame. And I'm like, well, you want me to play, like, cussing stuff, like, NWA? Like, I'm, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that little weird, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though some parents do. You know, some parents play 
vulgar music when their kids are young and they be singing along. I try not to do that. Right. Even though I love rap and I love vulgar music, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just didn't want to do that to them at an early age. Now, I mean, we listen to whatever. Like, now she's driving. She can turn on whatever she wants. Sure. But at the same time, you're, you know, you're experiencing it with your child, which is different than knowing that they are experiencing it. You're like looking at each other uncomfortably. That is the plus of it. Yes. But at the same time, too, you feel a little weird. I don't know. I, I'm always conscious of, you know. Because you try to give your kid the real, but it's kind of like you used to. It's kind of like I want to be their friend. Like Samal always calls me her best friend, right? Oh, right. I love that. Which which I love, right? But sometimes I got to get on her. So sometimes I got to be the dad. You know. Well, so, yeah, you definitely do. You, I mean, you see what I'm saying? So it, it's it's it, it, you know it's kind of hard to tote the line sometimes. That's all. And like I said, the Beyonce was one of I me. Mean, don't get me wrong. If I'd known then what I know now, I would still win. I just would have probably been more, I mean, I was prepared for it. It just felt weird. I don't know. Once you see it, you know? So you got dudes and thongs walking around in front of you. Yes. And I, and I got to ask. all out. But yeah. yeah. And, and, and I got to ask, do you like at, at first, it's probably like, it's probably a little stunning. Because you didn't expect to see that. Right. By the end of the show, did you even notice anymore? Yes, I still noticed. You still noticed? Yeah, even when we were walking through our seats and then even afterwards walking out. Yeah. You okay. still noticed. So, you didn't turn away, though? Well, of course. I, I don't want to look at girls big as me in underwear. And I don't <laughs> definitely want to look at dudes and thongs. I mean, like I told you, like I said last week, I felt like I was... like. Obviously, I didn't see everybody in the building. It was in the uh, Trans World Dome um, in St. Louis where the Rams used to play. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, it's a big venue. I didn't see everybody. But, yeah, I felt like me and my boy was some of the few heterosexual males there. Just like I said last week, I didn't want nobody to think <laughs> that we were together. Like, it was weird. So that That is so hilarious <laughs> that you would yeah. think for a second they would think you were together. I don't know. As opposed to what they probably thought, which is, hey, look, there's two great dads that are taking their daughters to a great show. That's what they thought. Well, hopefully I was giving that vibe out, but I'm telling you, man, it was so many, you know? Here's what I'm getting at. You're saying that you weren't looking. I don't have an ability to look away, no matter what it is. <laughs> I do not have an ability to look away. Dude, I didn't look away from you when I saw you naked uh, yeah. in front of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, well, there it is. And I don't know how long I looked, but it's like forever <laughs> burned into my memory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, uh, oh, anyway, I've got a quick Beyonce story and then we'll get to football. Yes, um, when I was... Um, Oh, gosh. This was probably like 10, 15 years ago. I was with this seven-year-old boy and and his mother. And the Beyonce video came on for the... Uh, it, it, it put a ring on it. What's the name of that song? Yeah. Okay, put, put a ring yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. Now, for the people who haven't seen that video, this is like peak Beyonce in the looks department. She was wearing... 
very little. And it's just, it's a black and white video. It's her and two dancers and they are dancing as she's singing. And she's wearing like this metallic glove that had metal plates on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of went down her form a little bit. It was supposed to look mechanical. And in the entire the entire video she was twisting her hand like back of the hand front of the hand the one that was wearing the glove so the seven-year-old boy uh, i'm sitting there watching it with uh, he's watching the video and like a a minute in i see that his eyes are the size of saucers and his mouth is dropped open and i'm like oh here it goes it's his first crush (laughs) he was like he's mesmerized and i'm like I love it. He and I are doing the same thing right here. I can't actually talk about it with him because, you know, we, we, that's not appropriate. But, you know, you, my my father would have been like, she's pretty, huh? But, you know, I wasn't going to embarrass him by saying anything like that. And then the video ended and his mouth still dropped open and his eyes still huge. He turns and looks at me and says, she has a robot hand. <laughs> so that's what he was in amazement about the innocence oh of youth oh man you gotta love it i love going to the beach and you see kids and you they look they see girls and stuff and they be in that age where ooh, they get to look at it staring it'd be so funny man oh it, so it really is we thought we were clever when we were that age like oh nobody right. notices me right yeah, you don't right. realize how much you're staring and drooling Oh, I still but get in trouble for, for that. Them. Good for them. But yeah, man, <laughs> it was a great show. She's an amazing performer. Jay Z was there. Yeah. Um. Also, I mean, he didn't perform. Well, they have a part where uh, Blue Ivy, their daughter, I think she's like twelve years old. She comes out and dances. Um. Aww. But Jay Z was like in the crowd, and I didn't know that until after the fact. They showed pictures. People took pictures of him. Was posted it. Wow. Um, but yeah, obviously he didn't perform. But yeah, she she gave us three solid hours, man. So it was worth really. Oh my gosh, yeah. those two are music royalty. Yeah, they are. Yeah, absolutely. They are. I've seen Jay Z. He's he's probably my favorite rapper of all time. So I got to see him uh, multiple times. You know, living in the D.C. area, so um, he puts on a great great show. Also, people consider him to maybe be the best ever. Yeah, I do. What about you? Who's your favorite rapper all time? You you know rap a little bit. Who's your favorite uh, rapper all time? A Tribe Called Quest, probably Q-Tip, yes. specifically. Yes. I do love Tribe, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you I, I actually, I, I like, um, I like Talib Kweli an awful lot, too. Yes. Yeah. I like Talib. My favorite Talib song is uh, Just To Get By, man. I love that song. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good! Yeah, that is like my favorite song, and it's got a it, it's got a great message. Well, that's that's like his thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like having like the strong messages, right? Exactly. A, a conscious rapper, yeah. Conscious rappers on some, but see, conscious rappers only gonna make it so far. You got to be mainstream, you know, no matter how good you are. So, right. That's why Common has diversified, right? Yep. Into, yep. into acting in the John Wick movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anybody who anybody who's listening right now and hasn't listened to Talib Kweli, A Tribe Called Quest, Jay-Z, or haven't listened in a while, fire up Spotify. Give it a listen after our, our podcast. But right now, we really are... We're, 11 minutes in, we've got to get to the Buffalo Bills, right? <laughs> yes, we do. We sorry for y'all g- going off the rails like that. We apologize, man. Oh, man. 
So the cuts are trickling in. We are recording the afternoon before the release of this podcast. Uh, we're still seeing some personnel moves here, but there are some things to talk about with the Buffalo Bills getting their roster down to 53 men. And there are a couple of surprises along the way, wouldn't you say? Yes, it is. I mean, we and we didn't do our projections the week before like we usually do. We've been having so much to talk about. But, you know, what we what we thought, man, some people here that's going to make the team that we didn't really think would make the team. And others got cut. So we got to dive in. Yeah, absolutely. And so you brought up one player specifically earlier that you were surprised to see cut. Now, I went through the the predicted cuts with John Boccasino on the Believe podcast. Mm-hmm. We both predicted that this guy was not going to make the team because he's been a train wreck despite playing on the team and getting in some snaps last year. Who are we talking about, buddy? You talking about Quisenberry? I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised, man. David Quisenberry, he, he actually he started, what, three, four games last year? Yeah, he did. He started some games last year. I was surprised to see him go, man. And uh, and also Ike Butker, he got cut too, huh? Ike Butker has still not fully recovered from his injury last year, uh, early last year. And I think he's guaranteed to be on the practice squad. Right. But they have so much more depth at the interior offensive line this year that it was it was noticeable. That guys like Ike, who they like, couldn't make the team. And and once again, before we get started, we we say this every year going to this. The better you are, the more chance it's going to be good players getting cut. And this is this is just the the downside of being good. You know, mm-hmm. it's a couple of things I always say. Once you get good, ticket prices go up, right? Because when you're <laughs> when you're when you're crappy, you can get it, people giving away tickets. We don't have that problem anymore. Right. Right. And then the next thing is also we got to let go good players and and that's okay. You know, you got to make tough decisions, but you want to make tough decisions, you know. Mm -hmm. But Questenberry getting cut and Butker being probably demoted to the practice squad tells me something about the Buffalo Bills and their what they're looking to do when it comes to roster construction this year. Okay. By letting those two go, they opened the door for Ryan Vandermark and Alec Anderson, both guys who were on the practice squad last year. Mm-hmm. Alec Anderson plays the interior offensive line, but also played snaps in the Bears game at tackle. So to me, they're saying we need to get younger, we need to get more athletic, and we know what the ceilings are on the other guys. We need to find out what the ceilings are on this guy, on these guys, because we think they can still develop. And especially in the case of Questenberry, he's on the backside of his career. Right. I definitely understand. I agree with you, man. How did you feel about Boogie Basham being traded? I saw that and I I put it in our group chat with the podcasters. What time was that? Was that about... 12, 1 o'clock, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't like it because I don't want, once again, you know how I am about giving up on high drive picks early because, once again, I always reference our boy that went to Cleveland mm-hmm. and guard. You know, we gave up on him too quick, and now he's all pro. 
Am I saying that Boogie Bashful will become an all pro? I don't know, but I just feel like I just want to know what you have before you give it up. I would have just kept him. I'd he I would have just kept him this year and just let him walk. Well, and then getting a six. Yeah, I don't you know. You know. Well, here's the thing though. It looks like they wanted to open up a roster spot for ready for this one. Kingsley Jonathan. It looked like he's going to make it, huh? Yeah. yeah. And he's a great story. Mm. Have you heard this, like the story of, of his life? You read about not. that? Oh my gosh. Okay. So he was, he was born in Nigeria and as a kid, he got caught up in human trafficking and he, because he was a kid and he was so young, he didn't know any better. He didn't know that he was being trafficked. Like mm-hmm. his parents died or whatever. And uh, somehow he figured it out and escaped and made his way to the United States. Ended up in a foster family. Discovered playing football when he was in high school. And that led to him going to college. And now here he is on the roster. Ended up going to Syracuse, getting a football scholarship. Here he is on the roster with the Buffalo Bills. Oh, man, that's a good story, dude. That's good stuff. Yeah. Like, he didn't know. Like, he he was so young, he had no idea what he was caught up in because it was just the life that he knew. Hmm. Can you believe that? That's crazy, bro. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've been rooting for this guy since day one. Uh, well, I shouldn't say day one. I should say after getting to know this story. But, oh, my gosh. Him making the roster is just such a, a feel-good story. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I agree. Oh, man. So, yeah, the Bills obviously wanted him over Boogie Basham. I got to tell you, I like the move. I think like things it? like Jonathan has actually shown more upside, and he can play special teams. Okay. That's fair. I, no, I don't have a problem with either or. Um and it just, it looks like we're going to, because obviously you're going to get to this. Von Miller going to start on the pub list. So right. that creates a spot. And uh, physically unable to perform. Um, and he'll be out for four weeks, which we both wanted. All right. Yes. Um, so he'll start on the pub list. So that means we're going to have five active DNs Greg Russo, Leonard mm-hmm. uh, Floyd, AJ Epinesa, Shaq Lawson, and then Kingsley Jonathan. Mm hmm. All right, and so I I am happy that we're not getting rid because it was people saying, "Oh, get rid of Shaq Lawson," you know, and I'm like, "No, I'm not ready to give up on him yet." Mm-hmm. So I like it. I mean, I, once again, if it's a low dra- uh, uh, a low draft pick for Boogie, I would have just kept Boogie. But um, <laughs> we got to see and talk about the other spots to see maybe we need that spot. But yeah, that's a great story for Kingsley, and I'm glad he made it. Yes, absolutely. Um, a- another cut that is likely to turn some heads, Andy Isabella. Man, people loved Andy Isabella after one game. And I was one of them. (laughs) I was one of them. Here's the thing, though. He was unemployed right up until the beginning of camp. He was on two teams last year. Couldn't get on the field for either one. I think this guy is going to be available for the practice squad. I think so. And once again, we're going to have a situation where guys get cut and just tell them to stay in the parking lot, and then we'll assign them to the practice team. So 
hopefully we can keep him around. Like I said, I can't reiterate enough. Speed kills, and I like his speed. So, but mm-hmm. it's a numbers game, right? And and the Bills have they. I would say they the floor of the receiver room is higher than it used to be. It's still not great, but there definitely was competition there this year. So at this point, we have we have six receivers. Yes, Diggs, Davis, Shakur, Hardy. Sherfield is shorter. Yes. Okay, so it's six. Okay. All right. Uh, out of that group, who's inactive on game day? Shorter. You think so? What do you think? I think it might be Shakira. Ooh. Man, you coming with the heavyweighters, man. You coming with the knockout blows, man. <laughs> Jeez, you think so? Here's why. I don't think shorter offers as much as Shakir as a – as a receiver, but I think shorter excels on special teams. And for your number five receiver, you probably have to have that. I agree. I agree. It sounds like a hot take, but I understand where you're coming from. And Shakir, man, he got the droppies, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I ain't yelling at you. It's just that ooh, <laughs> your, uh, a draft pick going to be inactive. Yeah, yeah that, that definitely could happen. Did I tell you that his aunt watches games with us here at the at the bullpen with the Washington D.C. Bills backers? Shakir. Yeah, I think you've mentioned that before. I think I did. I'm forgetting her name, oh. but she's there every week with her absolutely adorable daughter. Oh, nice. Yeah, good stuff. Well, we got to shout her out there. Good job. <laughs> um, Jamarcus Ingram. He didn't make the team as a cornerback. He played really well. I I'm. Worried about him being picked up by another team, but that also means that Cam Lewis made the team, which is something I was rooting for. Yeah, and uh, let me see here. Uh, are you surprised about Dean Marlowe getting released? Not really, because they're so deep at safety this year. They're so deep. There's so much competition there. Let, let's take a look at who's there. So you've got Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, all pros, right? Yep. You have the new guy, uh, Taylor Rapp, who was definitely going to make the team. He has a guaranteed contract, and also they like him playing up near the line of scrimmage. You had everybody's favorite, who everyone knew was going to make the team this year. And of course, I'm blanking on his name because I'm old. DeMar Hamlin. Thank you. Yep. And then you have Cam Lewis, who offers you a lot on special teams, can play safety, can play nickel corner. Seems like the kind of guy you want to have around because of his versatility. Dean, they they conceivably, that's five safeties. They conceivably could have kept six because Dean Marlowe was good enough to be on an NFL roster. I just think that with the relationship they have with Dean Marlowe, they probably are like, hey, man, would you stick around and hang out on the practice squad? And he's going to be like, right. ah, sure. Right. Yeah. Sort of Since like we... what they do with Matt Barkley. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I just uh, – you touched on it, man. I think Taylor Rapp is going to be on the field a lot seeing our middle linebacker situation. All right, with Dotson, he's like horrible in pass coverage. He's like probably like me right now. And pass coverage. <laughs> so I think Taylor Rapp is going to be on the field and passing downs um, in, you know, second and long, third and long situations. I have a question for you. 
I have an answer. Okay. By far and away, Matt Milano is the Bills' best linebacker, and it's not even close. Yes. Why is it that they, they've brought in some guys that look like they can be weak side linebackers, which is the position that Milano plays? So you've got Dorian Williams, who's playing pretty well. Ter- Terrell Bernard, both of them have the body type of a weak side linebacker. Right. What prevents them from moving Matt Milano to to middle linebacker and then playing those guys in Milano's current spot? That's a great question. I think we, we, I think in our new defense without Frazier, I think he wanted somebody in the middle who's more than a thumper, and then we could cover up the past like past defense deficiencies. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I could imagine. Because you're right, we brought in smaller guys who were probably better at coverage, but then we're going to probably have uh, problems stopping the run. Mm-hmm. We knew that this was going to be an issue when we weren't able to play uh, Edmonds. Right, you mm-hmm. can't just stick somebody in there and think you're going to get that kind of production, especially since he's a physical freak, right? Yeah, six five, six six, lengthy, can play the run, got decent pass coverage, right? Runs like a gazelle. Right, you weren't going to just find that on the street. Then couple that with the fact that Terrell Bernard been hurt. Mm-hmm. The way they talk, I think they they thought that Terrell Bernard if was not hurt would be seize the uh, position. Mm-hmm. We've seen AJ Klein. AJ Klein is what he is. All right. And then Terrell Dotson has proven that he can't, you know, cover enough to be on the field. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a situation where, okay, you like you would think that at Madden, you could switch guys around and be like, okay, we only losing three or four points overall if we move this guy to a different position, you know. But you, I mean, it just doesn't work like that. Right. right. So. You got two weak side linebackers, you know, um, you know, with their build, right? But I think he wanted more of a thumper in the middle. And, right. And that's why uh, Terrell Dotson is going to get the nine. Our boy Riverfish, our loyal listener, right? Yes, sir. Has been tweeting about it. He was like, he asked uh, this weekend after uh, the last preseason game was like, do you think – that the middle starting living linebacker week one is on the roster right now. And I'm like, yes, you're not going to bring in somebody in, in a week and a half and going to be able to call your defense. Even right. though uh, the kid, the dude from uh, Houston, Christian, um, Christian Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. He got released. And everybody was like, oh, bring him in. Like that was trending. Like, oh, bring this guy in because he got cut by Houston. Um, he's only 30 years old. He makes about $5 million a year. Um, that would be great if you could get somebody like him. But usually somebody who's getting cut is not going to probably come in and start for you. Mm. Unless it's a cap casualty and we don't have that much uh, salary cap. Right. And you know? the thing with uh, Kirksey is that he basically got run out of Houston because he can't cover either. Yeah. So yeah. he would be better than what the Bills have on the roster right now. Like he's better than Dodson. He's probably better than Klein. But he, he's still not, you know, when you, when you see people writing about him, I, I was reading some comments, and everybody who's a Bills fan is like, ah, oh, we got to get this guy. And somebody speaks up, and he's like, 
Uh, Houston fan here. Um, you guys are talking about this guy like he's actually good. He isn't. He just got cut from one of the worst teams in the NFL. That is true. Yeah, that is true. You know, but you all, know, the grass is always green, and you always think you could get a guy in and he'll. But you no, know, we're we're gonna have to just, you know, seal the hull of the ship with tape and you know hold it there until we get to shore, and that's what we're gonna do with Dotson and hope Bernard can come back healthy. Honestly, did he practice? Last, I think he practiced last week. And um, Dorian Williams is hurt too. That hurts. Yeah. Yeah. the roster as a whole because he seems like the kind of guy that isn't going to take the job out of camp. But this is what Sean McDermott does. He works players in in the second half of the season when they're mm-hmm. rookies. And he and Wiggins played great in that second uh in that second preseason game too. So I mean once he gets healthy and gets some experience, we'll we'll get him in there. It's just right now it's gonna be ugly, you know. And so we just got to piece things together. Like I said, te- I think Taylor Rapp is going to be able to fill the line and pass it down. Absolutely. You know? And there, there is a concern about the way they're going about this from a schematic perspective, which is the moment other teams see Dodson on the field or somebody of his ilk, A.J. Klein maybe, mm-hmm. teams, teams are going to figure out a way of isolating him on, on a tight end, on a running back, something like that. As soon as they take him off the field, they're going to send a guard at whoever the little guy is that's taking his place, whether it be Bernard or especially Taylor Rapp, who only weighs like 210, 215. Right. It'll be interesting to see how they try to overcome that deficiency. Mm -hmm. Also, speaking of Twitter, I have to quote uh, one of our podcast mates, John Fina. John we, Fina. We have we have an ongoing <laughs> we have an ongoing podcasters thread here. And John Fina today said that today is his favorite. He said, well, quote, my favorite time of year. By that I mean vomit time of year. Vomit in all caps, where all the GMs are flexing with their hindsight and future goggles. Hashtag chunky barfing. Chunky barfing. <laughs> Barfing. I saw that. You was like, can we use that on the pod? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, John, can, can, can we quote that? He said, uh, he said, should be in my bio. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. By the way, I, I do want to say that uh, John Fina and Jerry Ostrowski, former Buffalo Bills from the 1990s teams, both podcasters, both active in the email thread, both very nice guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bill's legends, okay. baby. I know, right? Ain't that something? We get to work with some of the greats, man. Right. You know? What else you got, buddy? Um, Looking forward to the season. We um got a week and a half. Well, we got more than a week and a half now before yeah. we got the Monday Nighter against the Jets, man. So... I don't know, just watching college football and holding my breath until we get, you know, game one. We got a rough schedule, man. It's a, it's a tough schedule, yeah. It's brutal, man. It's, I'm glad. I know you don't think much of preseason, but I'm glad we came out and had a decent game uh, on Sunday – or on Saturday, excuse me. Yeah. Um, the starters came out, like we said, they played first series. We came down, scored a touchdown. 
I don't know what the Bears are going to be, man. I don't know about Justin Fields. I don't, what do you think? I think it was a bad year to be selecting a quarterback. And the thing that they say about Justin Fields is it's very difficult to know how good he's going to be because the team around him has been so bad. I think we're going to find out more about him this year. But as for, you know, what I want him on my team, I think I'd probably select 13 or 14 other guys first. Right. I got you. All right. Well, I guess next time you hear from us, you're going to hear, you guys, excuse me, I'm looking at the depth chart and everything. Um, Make sure we didn't miss anything. Next time you hear from us, we're going to be doing uh, pregame, you know, analysis of the Jets game Monday night. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's going to be coming in like a heat-seeking missile, and that'll be next week, Labor Day week. Great, great week to uh, get in your last bit of vacation before the fall crunch hits us. Yep. And before we go, man, I think I'm, I'm in the mood to give something away. Let's do something. Ooh. I, I promised you last week. Um, we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to pick a person who tweets at us. What was big Newt? Give me, give me two things that big Newt and Jamie D were celebrating this past week. And we talked about one of them. Matter of fact, you got to give me three things. Give us three things we're celebrating. And one of them was my 50th birthday on Sunday. Oh, right. so this so is going me, back to last week. You got to go back to so yeah, because we want the we want the goods to come to our faithful listeners who listen to everything. So, so if you give me three things, we said them. We gave you one. I turned fifty on Sunday. That's one. So, that's so, one. so give me two more things thing that you were celebrating. One thing I was celebrating. No, it's, it could be kind of us together. Okay, that's why I'm like it just ain't solely me. But if we gave you like three or four things last week. So, all right. yeah, type it in and then we'll pick somebody and then uh, I'll DM you and send me your address and I'll give you a slightly used youth Buffalo Bills jersey. I think it's Tyrod Taylor's. Ah, I okay. It was, it's Jalen's old jersey. It don't fit, obviously, but he barely wore it. He might have wore that thing maybe two or three times before he grew out of it. Has it been washed? <laughs> huh? Has it been washed? No, I don't wash jerseys. God, no. <laughs> you don't wash jerseys. I put them in a tub and put wool light in them because if you wash them and throw them in a the dryer and stuff, then that ruins the lettering. I hate that. Oh, it does? Yeah. I didn't know that, but I didn't yeah. know that because I've never owned a jersey. You're not a jersey guy. That's why. <laughs> I need to become one now. Yeah, man, you got to get a jersey, man. Come on. Yeah. That would actually be funny if you wore a jersey. It would be. It, it would actually be funny. It'll be funny because <laughs> I know you don't wear paraphernalia, so it's funny. Yeah, right. well, gotta get you a jersey. Maybe I'll make you bust a gut in a few weeks when the Bills play the Commanders. Yes, I can't wait. Can't wait. So yeah, hit us up on Twitter at what is yours at Jamie D. <laughs> you say it all the time. I'm trying the, to remember at the Jamie D'Amico. The Jamie D'Amico. I'm sorry. And I'm at big underscore nuke, man. So hit us up. We'll pick a winner, DM me, and I'll send you out a lightly used youth large Tyrod Taylor jersey. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's for free. I'll take care of shipping and everything. 
All right, buddy. Yep. Time to give us a song. The last song of the off season. Hey, hey, hey. Let's go, Buffalo. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.